And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver-assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Welcome to Posh Across the Pond, a new Peterborough United podcast presented by the Yellow Block. I'm your host, Pete Urich. Posh Across the Pond is an alternative take on life as a Peterborough United fan from beyond the sandy UK shores. We're also on a mission to help spread the Posh message abroad. Today's episode is an introduction to the show and a look ahead to the 2023-24 season. But on future episodes, we'll hopefully have some other Posh fans on as guests as well to share their stories of supporting Posh from abroad. As I said, I'm your host, Pete Urich. A quick little history of my intertwined life with the Posh. Ultimately, I started supporting the Posh around 20 years ago. And it started out a little bit strangely, but has grown into a huge passion for me. In the early days, I started out as a Posh fan by accident. I was playing the Xbox FIFA game, and I was originally using Liverpool and was getting really good at winning the league over and over again. And I finally decided I'm going to take a lower league team and bring them up to the premiership through the promotion system. And I was looking through the list of lower league teams, and... Pete, or Peter is my name, Peterborough United, showed up on the list. It made for an easy selection, and I did exactly that. I got my team promoted up to the premiership, and then I decided, okay, well, I'm going to look on the internet and find out a little bit about this team that I've been using, and that was the genesis of my being a fan. Uh, Eventually, I started paying attention to the scores each week. Uh, The season where Guy Branston was the uh, captain, 
really sucked me in because of the fact that we were fighting off a fighting a relegation battle and all of those things. So that was really where my fandom started, and it grew pretty quickly and got very intense over time. Um, the first game that I went to was a fixture between MK Dons and Peterborough United at London Road. Uh, I was supposed to take a trip earlier that season. Actually, in the preseason, we were supposed to, my the high school team that I was coaching was supposed to take a trip to England to train and also go to a few uh, preseason matches. We were supposed to watch Fulham play against Benfica, and then we were supposed to uh, go and visit a variety of stadiums throughout the UK and also stop off in Peterborough really, really quickly. Unfortunately, that year, that week actually, that day that we were supposed to travel was the day of the Heathrow um, terror scare where uh, that's the reason we can't carry shampoo in our uh, carry-ons anymore. And so we got stuck at the airport and were told to go home because there were no flights that were going to be going into Heathrow. So that trip got canceled. So the next uh, spring, I decided that I was going to go on a trip by myself to Peterborough in order to see my first match. So I bought tickets for the game. Obviously, I uh, went to the stadium. We won that game. I think it was 4-0 or 4-2. I cannot really remember whether or not MK Dons scored. I don't think that they did. But that might just be me, you know, forgetting on purpose. Shane Blackett actually got a, uh, a red card in that game. And it was a great experience all around. Uh, after the game, I went and waited for autographs. Uh, that was when Craig McHale Smith was brand new at the club. He was extremely nice. Shwan Jalal was the goalkeeper at the time. He talked to me for a while. I just had this amazing experience of going to Peterborough for the first time to see my first game. And obviously, I've been a fan ever since, but it was really this, uh, this eye-opening experience that this was something that I definitely wanted to keep on doing. Um, and the one person that I didn't meet that I wanted to meet at that particular time was Darren Ferguson. He was the brand new manager. Uh, I didn't really care about the whole overlap between him and Alex Ferguson. I was never a Manchester United fan. Um, but just because of the fact that since the time that he had come on as manager, you could see that there was a change in the way that we were playing and uh, the results were starting to go in a much more positive direction. Uh, obviously, my first trip to London Road was amazing. However, uh, kind of a almost on that same level, but for different reasons, um, my second trip to London Road was great because of the fact that I got to take my son to uh, his first match at London Road. He did not grow up as much of a posh fan as I would have liked. He's, you know, kind of bounced around as a fan, but he's finally uh, settled in on being an Everton fan in the Premiership. But we went to the match uh, against Sunderland uh, a few years back when uh, Matty Godden was at the uh, club, and he actually scored the equalizer. 
and we're in the uh, in the stands. I'm jumping up and down. My son is right next to me, and I had this feeling like I am about to pass out uh, from how excited I am right now, and that was something that like I'm realizing inside of my head. I'm like, I cannot afford to pass out. I've got my uh, you know teenage uh, son in the stands with me. He's going to have to deal with the fact that his father just passed out. So I couldn't do that. But just that sensation of feeling the energy of the crowd in a game where we ended up tying, but just the overwhelming excitement was just absolutely an amazing uh, feeling. Obviously, you know, going through the promotions and all of that type of stuff uh, over the years was great. Uh, you know, the first promotion from League Two up to League One was extremely memorable just because of the fact that being somebody who latched on to uh, Peterborough United because of that desire to promote the team through the ranks um, on the video game, it was amazing for me to have had Dara come in, do the same thing in real life that I had done on the video game. So I really enjoyed that thought process that he had, first of all, but then also the methodical um, planning to actually make it come to life uh, in real in the real world was absolutely spectacular. So the first uh, promotion from League Two up to League One was was special, and then obviously the the next year doing the doing the back to back was amazing. But I, I just enjoyed that entire time period. Obviously uh, the Holy Trinity and bring those all of those young players through, uh, you know, the Chris Welpdales and Craig McHale Smith and um, George Boyd, et cetera, et cetera. You know, all of those players coming through the system. Uh, it, it was just so much fun to watch my fantasy turn into a reality. So uh, those were some of my major. Uh, memories or uh, favorite parts. I really uh, at this point I would like to say that there are like bigger things that are on the horizon and uh, it, it looks extremely positive for the future. It's just being a Peterborough United fan is such a an interesting um, situation because it's not like being a fan for a Liverpool or a Manchester United or a Manchester City where, you know, a lot of Americans pick out those teams because of the fact that they want that instantaneous success. And that's one of the reasons why a lot of uh, a lot of American fans are latching on to the idea of the Welcome to Wrexham uh, TV show, being able to walk into a situation of almost guaranteed success. Um, Ryan Reynolds and Rob McElhaney have done an amazing job of bringing interest into the lower league because of them having TikTok as a sponsor and, you know, the uh, amount of financial backing that that club now has, they're not a guaranteed success. Nothing is guaranteed, but at the lower league levels, it's almost as close to a guarantee as you can get because of the fact that 
they are just able to pay a wage bill that's much higher than anybody else. They're able to, you know, any player who is getting recruited by multiple clubs, if Wrexham come in, even if they're a league lower, they have the ability to pull those types of players in. As opposed to a Peterborough United, we're not guaranteed anything. Uh, and for me, actually, that's been a great thing to just have the intrigue of each and every season. I know that it's frustrating for so many Hosh fans to walk into a season and not be sure about where we're going to finish. Uh, you know, there was the eight years in between the relegation and the next promotion where you're not sure if we're going to get into the playoffs. And uh, I, I personally enjoy the fact that there's a lot of uncertainty that comes with our club. Um, you know, Dara is a personality that certain people, you know, either love or hate. And I completely understand both perspectives. And for me, it's always been about he's the guy who did exactly what I was looking for in the way of my dream of taking this club that I enjoy watching and bringing them up the leagues. Now, he had a lot more ambitious goals at the beginning, but at this point, he's not reached what his seven-year goal was back then. But I think that if he had... I don't know that I would have stuck around uh, anywhere near as long because of the fact that, you know, it it just becomes, you know, a little bit mundane of, you know, oh, we, we got success and we're guaranteed success. That's uh, one of the reasons why I get frustrated by American fans who, you know, brand new to paying attention to uh, the Premier League and they're a Manchester City fan. That's the easiest thing in the world. The difficult thing is being a Fulham fan, being a Coventry City, being a Luton this year fan. Oh my gosh, there's all kinds of different, uh, you know, Brentford, uh, that would be another one where nothing's guaranteed. You're not guaranteed to be a quality side and you're not going to complain just because of the fact that, oh, we're not in the top four. That's the marker for success. There's a lot more to running a club and making it successful and those types of things. So we are at the precipice of making the championship at all points, but it's never guaranteed um, unless Darren Ferguson is the manager. And that's one of the things that I'll talk about a little bit later. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely, and control vehicle at all times. Picture the scene. All of your mates around, you've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Partner this with your team playing champagne football. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. There's nothing quite like a McDelivery. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. 
the 2023-24 season has begun, and the first match is done and dusted. Victory against Reading in the first game. Now, I did not get to watch the entire game. I was traveling, and I had to listen to uh, the match. Personally, I did not feel like I got a full grasp on how well the team played uh, based on the commentary. Um, you know, obviously, listen to the uh, listen to the uh, the post match interviews, and then also uh, watch the highlights from the match. Um, if there's one thing that I have learned through being a Posh fan for 20 years and watching this club morph several times, uh, Darren Ferguson has a recipe for success at this level. Now, there are all kinds of people who are not fans of Darren Ferguson for one reason or another, or lament the fact that this is the fourth time that he's been back and that's an embarrassment and everything like that. No matter what happens, actually, I shouldn't really say things like that. I don't like to speak in absolutes, but Darren Ferguson is always a manager that I am going to support as long as I am a posh fan. I've written a entire blog post about the fact that he is one of those managers who is bigger than the role. Just like his father at Manchester United, those two are almost inextricably linked. He is by far the manager in the era that I've been around. And please, I know that, you know, Mick Alsall and a variety of other uh, posh managers have had huge impacts on the club in the past so i'm not going to uh i'm not speaking poorly about anybody prior to my time but darren ferguson's thumbprint is all over peterborough united and to bring in another manager it's almost like you have to do what we have done is bring in somebody who comes from the darren ferguson school of thinking and is almost some kind of a mirror image of him in order for it to be a success because our fans have now gotten used to the idea of this is the way that we play football. We score more goals than uh, the other teams. I forget what the exact stat was, but I think that London road has in the past uh, 20 years or something like that, more goals uh, than any other stadium in the entire EFL, which is amazing but also not surprising considering the uh, way that he uh, the way that he tends to set up his teams and the fact that he's been the manager during that time for the most part. Um, so I personally think that Darren Ferguson is bigger than the role of manager. He is Peterborough United to a certain extent, obviously like his father was and at, at Manchester United. And I don't think that even now, after however many years it's been since uh, Sir Alex retired from the post of manager, I still don't think that they have found a true replacement, somebody who has been able to say, this is what Manchester United is now in the post uh, Sir Alex uh, era. I think that the fact that Darren Ferguson came back and stayed for this season 
is amazing for the club. And I know that there are people who are going to lament the fact that, well, we could have gotten promoted. And he, I, I don't know that it's definitive, but I think that it's been uh, thought that if we had gotten promoted, he would not have stayed. And the fact that we stayed down is the only reason that he did stay. And I think this is a great thing. It's, it's a long-term investment versus a short-term investment. Uh, I know that promotion is always the goal and getting into the championship is great for a small club like ours. However, I think that we were in no way, shape or form prepared to go back to the championship and be ready to compete at that level. I think that we were again, going to be in a position where we were going to rubber band back. The multi-year project that Dara and Darren have created a blueprint for, I think is the best thing for Peterborough United in the long term. It's just my opinion, but going with all of these young players is actually kind of harkening back to what we did with the Holy Trinity and all of that. But I think it's the only way for us to get ready for a promotion push. And once we make that promotion step, be ready to actually survive. Because of the fact that Darren had only come back in for a few months, and the fact that he even got us into the position to possibly get promoted was almost a miracle. But I think that the bigger miracle is when we eventually get it back into the championship, I think that it's hugely important that we stay there. And I think that missing out on it this first time was so much more important than getting back and then dropping right back down. I think that actually would have done a lot more damage than anything else. Uh, thoughts on the transfer uh, market so far, or the transfer window so far. The main thing for me is that we just haven't moved out enough players. Um, I have said on several uh, podcasts and or blog posts that we should have sold JCH back when we got promoted the last time. Um, Obviously, we'll never know how that would have worked out, but I think that that was the time where his stock, his value was at its absolute highest, and we should have cashed in on whatever amount we could have gotten for him at that time. Not because of the fact that it was ab actually his you know, max uh, value. I'm sure that he could have gone on to you know, play at a higher level, um, gone on to Scotland, whatever it is that he ended up doing. But the thing is, is JCH is a player that when you have him in your team, you're almost stuck playing a particular style of football. And although he is a multiple-time Golden Boot winner, and he obviously can put the ball in the back of the net, I think that it has actually stunted our growth as a club. I think that if we would have gotten rid of him prior to moving to the championship last time, two things would have happened. Number one, I think he would have been better off. I think that his career would have gone in a better direction because that summer, new challenge, 
new circumstances, I think he would have gotten himself in shape that summer so much better, been in a better position to move on, provided that he could have. Then we have somebody like Jack Mary. And when you sell JCH, you have to have some kind of a replacement. I think we could have found a set of circumstances where we would have ended up with a strike partner for a person who actually worked a little bit better with Jack Marriott. And it would have, I think we could have survived by the skin of our teeth in the championship with Darren Ferguson as the manager. And all of those component pieces would have ended us uh, in a better spot. But again, I think right now, if we can get rid of uh, Johnson Clark Harris for a, an amount of money that makes everybody feel comfortable, I think that that's the best thing for us. We need to move on from him in particular, but that style of play that we are kind of locked into with him as our uh, lone striker. Uh, I like the players that we have brought in for the most part. Uh, I love the fact that um, Peter Chioso is going by PK because he knows that you know I'm the one and only Pete that gets associated with Peter uh, Peterborough. That's that's really respectful of him to. Uh, to go like that. Um, Chris Lowe, in the little bit that I saw of the match, uh, he seems to have played relatively well. Uh, I am really impressed by what I heard, not what I saw, but what I heard about Archie Collins. I think that, again, that replacement for Jack Taylor was probably the most important. Obviously, Cipriano uh, is coming into his own much more as a defensive mid. Um, I, I like the, the things that I heard from the announcers about Archie always calming the ball down, bringing the, uh, the game back under control, because that's how we absolutely need to play in League One. Um, and the goalkeeper, from what I, again, understand, and I saw a few of his saves, uh, he basically kept us in the game at, at, at certain points. Um, it, it, was, it was good to hear a positive, uh, a positive assessment of a posh goalkeeper in their uh, in their debut and everything like that. Um, I'm sorry, but Ronnie uh, Ronnie Edwards needs to move on. Not so much because of the fact that I want him to. I, I definitely do not. Uh, he's a great player, but unfortunately, the Peterborough United ecosystem cannot sustain a player of his caliber for too, too much longer. As you hear in his uh, interview with uh, Posh Plus, where uh, he was talking about his experience in the uh, England camp, all of the players that he's playing with at the English uh, in the English setup are at much bigger clubs. And that's nothing against, you know, I love Peterborough United. I love this club. I love being a fan of it. But we cannot support a player like him at the moment. That's why... Jack Taylor needed to move on to an Ipswich. We have players like that that come along, and, and we need to recognize exactly who we are as a club at the moment. We are a club that, for the moment, is a stepping stone club. We develop great players, either in our academy, or we bring them in at their, at their youth, turn them into greatness, and then move them on into better positions. Now, having said that, I think that it's the right time for Ronnie Edwards to move on. 
The only question is is whether or not Dara's price gets met. He is obviously very, uh, let's put the word, uh, not stubborn, I, although we're bordering on stubborn at times, um, where he has a price in his head, and if people don't meet it, then the player's not going anywhere unless, you know, unless he's talked to that player prior about it. Uh, I think that getting the getting the max value for Ronnie Edwards is important, but at the same time, you know, we cannot let him go on a free. Uh, obviously, we've got him for uh, got him under a longer term contract, but you know, he really needs to move on, and he needs to move on to a, a quality championship club or a premiership club that's going to play him right away. So, those are uh, those are my thoughts on the transfer market in general. All right, my predicted uh, finish for the season. I am always an optimistic person and I believe in our manager and I believe in what the club are doing right now. And if I was using my brain to uh, to pick out a, a finishing spot, I would have to say that 12th is a reasonable finish point for what the project is that we are doing. Bringing in a lot of young talent, probably bringing up a few more players from our academy later on in the year in order to get them into a position where they're, um, you know, either making their uh, full debut or they're becoming a, a regular part of the of the team. My brain says 12th. However, I also have seen over and over again Darren Ferguson be able to get results even when they weren't expected. So I would not be surprised. This is uh, That was my pessimistic view. My optimistic view is these young players figure it out faster than what they are supposed to that the belief that is put into a Archie Collins or a Efron Mason Clark or uh, uh, Kioso or, you know, Poku, all of those players gel at the right moment throughout the season um, and we end up in second. I know that that is absolute insanity, but that is the optimistic side, that heart side of things, like where I just have this feeling that, Peterborough United plus Darren Ferguson plus uh, a complement of players who will buy into what he is trying to do because of the fact that when he left, he didn't leave because of the fact that he was a bad manager or we had bad players. He left because of the fact that he had lost the confidence of that particular camp, that particular set of players. Sammy Schmodick's probably being the most uh, vocal about his disbelief in what the manager was doing. But Darren Ferguson has way too much of a track record of putting out quality teams in League One and being able to get a promotion when nobody really expects it. And I am a firm believer in his ability to do that again. And I think he's going to shock people. I think we are going to be a surprise. So pessimistic view, 12th. 
optimistic view second. So if you split the difference, we're probably in seventh or sixth. There we go. I think one of the uh, best things about uh, this new venture that we're going on is that these players are encouraged, if not demanded, to make mistakes, express themselves, be about as free as they possibly can be. Don't worry about the results, worry about the performances. And I think that this first match absolutely put that on display that, you know, even though these players are young and inexperienced, and I heard a few, you know, uh, a few of the parts of the match where we were seeming to fall apart defensively, and I wasn't worried about it. Um, and I don't know that uh, Ferguson was either because he's looking for us to play in a particular style with these players, whether they're successful or not. And I think that having that, um, that ability to not worry about the negative case is good for these young players. I'm sure that when you have the, when you have the pressure of a promotion push that we are on, uh, you know, the revenge tour or whatever, where it's promotion or else people aren't able to be free. People aren't able to, especially young players aren't able to step into themselves. And I am going to go on record saying that I think that Joel Randall is going to have a breakout season. I think that the performance that he put in, and I did see a few highlights where he was involved. I think that once he gets a goal and continues to have a string of performances where it doesn't matter if he makes a minor mistake, I think he is going to be the breakout player of the season. Um, it's just my opinion. I think that he always had the talent, but the step up was pretty steep for him. And then when he did not perform at a level that was on par with what people were expecting, he folded a little bit under the pressure. And I think that the fact that the club did not turn their back on him and move him out, and also the fact that he's now got that freedom that this new um, mentality uh, is allowing for him to go out there and not have to worry about mistakes. I think that he's going to be the breakout player of the season. Um, again, uh, I, other people will probably tear me apart for that, but uh, I, I see, I've seen in him every single time that he's played prior to this season that not I'm trying to be successful, it's I'm trying not to make a mistake. I'm trying not to mess this thing up. Things that he would do easily when he's under no pressure, he was putting so much pressure on himself. And it was all up, all up here, and uh, he's still a young player. You know, it's easy for us from the sidelines to, you know, say, oh, he's supposed to perform. These guys aren't robots. These guys are not anywhere near um, perfection. So they are going to continue to have to learn how to deal with the pressure. And I think that he probably learned that over the last year. And this season, he's going to come into his own. Um, I hope that I'm right. Not just for me as a fan's sake, but for his sake as a, as a person. Uh, my man of the match, uh, 
that's a tough one. Uh, I would probably have to say, uh, based on what I heard and, and the things that I saw, but mainly the things that I heard, uh, I would go with Ronnie Edwards just because of the fact that uh, even though Andy Carroll is an aged star, um, that's uh, those aged stars, those older guys um, have so much knowledge of how to play the game, play it well, a guy like that finding the net and things that to, to be able to stop somebody like that from scoring. I think that that's where I would go. Um, it's really easy to name a goal scorer as the uh, man of the match. And I know that Efron Mason Clark is going to be one of the most important players that we have this year. But uh, personally, I always try and look for that, that linchpin that holds everything together. And um, just from what I heard, uh, Ronnie Edwards is, is just as cool as a cucumber. I don't know if that's a phrase in England or not. Um, out of the new signings, uh, the the main uh, one that I would, again, comment on would be Archie Collins. Just every time that I heard his name, it was about the positive things that he was doing. And I can't wait until next weekend when I actually get to watch the match instead of listening to it. Thanks for listening to this episode of Posh Across the Pond. As it stands, we're looking to make this a monthly installment, so we'll release another episode next month. If you're a Posh fan abroad, we'd love to hear from you. Visit our website to get in touch. Follow us on the socials or visit our website, www.theyellowblock.co.uk. Up the Posh. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. And there it is, that's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver-assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely, and control vehicle at all times.